Well, good morning. It's uh, Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. The new symbol of fascism is no longer the swastika. The swastika. The new symbol of fascism is the letter Z. Uh, it's showing up on Russian tanks and vehicles and actually on clothing. Uh, I mean, make no doubt. Uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. The, the Russian uh, propaganda machine is in full force, and people are actually buying this stuff to support Russia in Russia because they don't know what's really going on. Um, this Z symbol is uh, believed to stand for a Russian's word for or, or, or phrase for victory. So we believe that's what it's all about. <clears throat> There's a, a couple of different um, opinions on on uh, how the letter Z is used. It's it's not it's not a romant from the Romantic alphabet. It's from a different alphabet. Uh, Rome, the, uh, um, anyway, we'll move on from that. PVTV Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming every day. Uh, yesterday. Um, I had a lot of stuff to do early on, and then I had to bolt out of here. Uh, hope, hope it was uh, good enough for you. Today, I got a little bit more, and I got, uh, got some more stuff from uh, the United States, what's going on around here. But I truly appreciate you. I really do. Uh, it's very nice of you to come every day. Uh, if you can, uh, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. Uh, tweet to me. Questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. <clears throat> Yesterday, I was in downtown L.A., and I visited the mall in front of City Hall and came across a memorial. I actually got a picture of it. I'll have to, I'll, I'll have to tweet a picture of it. The, <clears throat> the Holodomor, a Holodomor uh, happened in 1932-1933 and is recognized as a genocide of 7 million Ukrainians by Russia. It was also known as the Terror Famine. The term uh, Holodomor emphasizes the famine's man-made and allegedly in intentional aspects, such as rejection of outside aid, confiscation of household foodstuffs, and restriction of population movement. So, you know Russia is willing to wipe out an entire population for their gain because they've done it before. This was under Stalin. Uh, some scholars believe that um, Holodomor, the famine, was planned by Joseph Stalin to eliminate the Ukrainian independence movement, which is what Putin is doing today. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. <coughs> I, had a, I, I had a laugh out loud moment this morning. Uh, First, uh, peace, uh, uh, Putin has said that uh, uh, the war would end if Ukraine recognizes uh, those two separatist regions and Crimea as independent states and a commitment from Ukraine not to join NATO. First of all, that, none of that's going to happen. Uh, and of course, you cannot trust Putin to stop right there anyway. So forget it. It's a lie. And and. But that's not what I laughed at this morning. I laughed at China's offer to mediate peace negotiations between the two countries, 
Foreign Minister Wang Yi told members of the press during a meeting of China's parliament, China is willing to continue to play a constructive role in pushing for peace and promoting talks, and it's willing to work with the international community to carry out necessary med- mediation when needed. <clears throat> of course, as you know, uh, Turkey has uh, offered... Um, I think Israel has offered. A lot of people, uh, France has offered. A lot of people have offered. France is doing more than anybody, even though Macron is a pussy. Uh, So basically what this is saying is, China is saying, is I am happy to help. This is a negotiation. Recognize those two separatist regions in Crimea as independent states and commit to uh, Ukraine to not uh, join NATO and we will let Russia install a peaceful government that can be easily controlled by Putin. In exchange, we will, we will allow the Ukrainian government to be banished and everyone will lose their civil rights. I, I'm, that's basically what China wants to do, okay, for Russia. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's much like what China is doing with its own people. I mean, civil, civil rights, uh, rights violations are legendary over there. I think Russia still has the upper hand right now. But it's not going nearly as well for Russia as expected. I think there may be some desperation in Putin wanting to save face here. It's obvious taking Ukraine is possible, but keeping Ukraine is a money pit, not just because of the cost of continued fighting, which they've got all their forces in there right now and and they haven't taken it over. What the hell? Not just from continued fighting, this money pit, but from continued sanctions. What NATO, the EU, and the and the U.S. must do, uh, North America, not just the U.S., is what we've said, you and I said, <clears throat> that Russia's sanctions will never end as long as any troop is left within the internationally recognized borders. So... This is, this is the key for sanctions. You, t- you tell Putin, you tell Putin, if you get out of Ukraine right now, we will go back to the original sanctions that have been in place since 2014. But if you wait a week, <clears throat> we will keep these sanctions until all troops are out of Crimea and those two eastern provinces, the, the, the uh, separatists uh, on the Russian border. That's what you got to do. The threat of uh, having these sanctions last forever unless he pulls out of those two regions might be enough for him to get the hell out of, of what he's done so far. And make restitution, by the way, for, for thousands, hundreds of thousands of lives, over a million lives that have been forced to flee. Uh, you know, they had that... There was a six-year-old kid that had that had a bag of food <clears throat> and uh, a phone number written on his hand. He crossed the border alone to get uh, into Poland. Was it in Poland that he crossed into? I think it was Poland. Might have been. Might have been one of those other uh, uh, countries. Uh, anyway, that's what we need to do. Ukrainian intelligence has claimed a Russian general has been killed in fighting around Kharkiv, uh, which would make him the second general. 
the Russian army has lost in Ukraine in a week. The intelligence arm of the Ukrainian Defense Ministry, and I know it's the Ukrainian Defense Ministry because it's spelled with a C, defense, uh, said uh, Major General uh, Vitaly Gerasimov, uh, uh, chief of staff of the 41st Army, had been killed outside the eastern Ukrainian city of Kharkiv along with other senior officers. Uh, Gerasimov uh, took part in the Second Chechen War, uh, the Russian military operation in Syria, and the annexation of Crimea, winning medals for those campaigns. Now, <clears throat> it seems those campaigns were easy compared uh, uh, to what's going on now. But I will say Chechnya, Chechnya, uh, the, the soldiers from there are especially brutal from what I understand. Anyway, at the uh, beginning of March, Deputy Ca uh, Commander, also Major General Andrei Sukovetsky, was confirmed by Russian media to have been killed. That was the first, that, that first general that was killed. Now there is a breakdown of secure communications, likely the U.S., because we all knew they had a lot more information before the war began than, they, than the U.S. should. So they must have been getting it from somewhere. Uh, the intelligence arm of the Ukrainian Defense Ministry also broadcast what is claimed was a conversation between two Russian FSB officers discussing the death and complaining that their secure communications were no longer functioning inside Ukraine. Uh, the failure of its encrypted communication system could be another really bad blow to the Russian military, right? And, and this was a, uh, uh, this is something they created a couple of years ago, and it's been uh, like in 2018, I think it was. Supposedly uncrackable. Eh, oops. <laughs> this morning, <clears throat> Biden has announced a ban on all Russian oil imports. I, now, okay, Russian oil is only like like very small percentage of the oil that is taken in by the U.S., and we can easily cover this. But don't let a good war go to waste. Big oil is going to use this to jack up prices. Up like a rocket, down like a feather. Uh, um, if you've ever heard that term. That, that refers to how fast oil prices, uh, gas prices jump. But after the jump, no matter what's happening, if the, pri if the wholesale prices get to where they were before, the price will fall like a feather. Of course, this just means China will buy the oil at fire sale prices. So we're essentially helping China by cutting off oil from Russia because China is just going to get it. That's all that's going to happen. We need to convince China that they cannot be helping Russia somehow. Sanctions, I, I hate to say it, I don't want to do this. But sanctions have to be levied against China for what they're doing. They really do. Russia has threatened to close a major gas pipeline to Germany and warned of $300 oil prices in the West if the West goes ahead with its ban of its energy uh, uh, exports. This is actually ridiculous because by the time it reached $130, which is almost now, uh, big oil will start tapping their existing wells here in the United States to make a fortune. They, there's no way that it, it, it's going to get a, a, above 130. It might get up to 150 for a short time, but it'll drop again. 
I, I, I think the peak ever of all time was 156. Uh, Russian Deputy uh, Prime Minister Alexander Novak said Monday in an address on state television, he said, <clears throat> it is absolutely clear that a rejection of Russian oil would lead to catastrophic consequences for the global market. Bullshit. The surge in prices would be unpredictable. It would be $300 per barrel, if not more. Yeah, right. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Simple market demand. I mean, there's no way. They, they, if it got, ever got that high, then, then the, uh, uh, the oil companies would have to take a cut and pay for their investors because they wouldn't be able to sell it in the United States. With, with, uh, that would mean gas prices would be uh, $10 a gallon or more than that. It would be, it would be like $15 a gallon. There's no way it would sell in the United States like that. I, I would brick my car. <laughs> uh, Novak also cited Germany's decision last month to halt the certification of highly contentious Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline, saying we have every right to take a matching decision and impose an embargo on gas pumping through the Nord Stream 1 gas pipeline. Uh, Novak said, so far, we are not taking such a decision, but European politicians, with their statements and accusations against Russia, push us towards that. So this is basically a threat. Uh, if Russia wanted to cut off oil uh, and gas to, the, to uh, Europe, they would have done it already. Now they're afraid. They have to put something in place. They have to start selling to China before they can cut them off because they need that money. Germany. The Netherlands and the UK have uh, appeared to back away from a coordinated Western embargo of Russian energy exports. Uh, the people might have something to say about that, though, right? The people might protest the streets. They don't want, just like they are in the United States, that they don't want to support Russia by paying them money. However, I think it's not going well for Russia, and they are getting desperate. The European Union receives about 40% of its gas via Russian pipeline, several of which run through Ukraine. Of course, that Ukraine pipeline was reduced last year, well ahead of the invasion, to put pressure on, on Germany to approve Nord Stream 2. Novak said, and by the way, if, if, if Russia steps one foot into Poland, that Nord Stream 2 pipeline is going to be bombed into oblivion. There's no way it'll ever, ever exist. <clears throat> Novak said, European politicians need to honestly warn their citizens and consumers what to expect. If you want to reject energy supplies from Russia, go ahead. We are ready for it. We know where we could redirect the volumes. If they were ready for it, they would have done it already because of the sanctions. So that's bullshit. Of course, the location that it'll go will be China, just as they did in 2014 when they invaded Crimea. Revenue from Russian oil and gas was seen to be responsible for roughly 43% of the Kremlin's federal budget between 2011 and 2020, highlighting how fossil fuels play a central role for the Russian government. They can't cut it off. They need that money. If Putin demands too much, that will push Europe into renewables faster which will weaken Russia's power. I'm all for it. Let's get to renewables. 
That way, Russia will never have an upper hand on us, nor will Saudi Arabia, nor will any country. And that's where we have to go. Uh, moving on. Uh, those fighter jets in Poland, uh, possibly planned to transfer to Ukraine, are hitting some snags. Uh, allied efforts to help uh, Kiev obtain the fighter jets from the Eastern European neighbors have resulted in a proposal in which Poland would send Ukraine its old Russian-made MiG fighters and the U.S. would replace them with F-16s uh, jets uh, to Warsaw. Uh, the U.S. D- does not have the surplus F-16s, officials said. And uh, there is also that problem that no news organization, except for me, I'm not an organization, I'm, I'm, I'm an or- organization of one, <coughs> Well, you're helping, of course. No news organizations uh, are mentioning that some tech in those planes is not allowed in Europe. So we can't just send F-16s that we have. They have to be built from the ground up. Add to that Russia's view. Officials are similarly worried that Russia could see supplying military aircraft as direct involvement in the conflict. Uh, Polish President... um, Andrzej Andrzej Duda. (laughs) Oh man, I should have read that name first. Andrzej Duda uh, said last week that his country would not send any planes to Ukraine because it might be seen as an interfering in war, while Russian President uh, uh, Putin has signaled that supplying fighter jets would constitute direct involvement. He he, He did stop short of saying it's an act of war. He said direct involvement. So I don't know what that means. That could mean that Poland may need to get planes right away. That's what it could mean. Uh, This means a country would have to step up. So the UK British Prime Minister Ben Wallace said today Britain would support Poland if it decided to provide Ukraine with fighter jets. Wallace told Sky News, I would support the Poles in whatever choice they make. We would protect Poland will help them with anything they need. He said Poland will understand that the choices they make will not only directly help Ukraine, which is a good thing, but also may bring them in direct line of fire from countries such as Russia and Belarus. That's why they need to back them up. And and the U.S., uh, uh, it would take too long for them to back them up. They need the planes in Ukraine right away. White House Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki referred yesterday to the uh, layers of different uh, difficult logistical challenges surrounding the proposal. But what she said really didn't make sense. It's not that difficult. Uh, Pisaki said, uh, this is Poland's sovereign decision to make. We have in no way opposed Poland transferring planes to Ukraine. Uh, There are a number of challenging practical questions, including how planes could actually be transferred from Poland to Ukraine, right? I mean, they already had pilots go into Pol- pilots go into Poland to pick up planes, and they were turned away. That's already happened. So th- th- there's really no problem. So are they going to fly? Where will they depart from, she said? Uh, where will they land? Those are all very important questions here. I, I think that's bullshit. I think it has to do with... Uh, those parts in planes for F-16s that would go to Poland to replace those MiGs. Psaki added uh, that sending F-16s to Poland and replacing them in the U.S. would carry its own challenges. Well, there's one of them. Psaki didn't point it out. I'm pointing it out to you. There's certain tech that's not allowed in Europe. 
Uh, procuring new planes and transferring serious weapon systems often take years to do from uh, the United States. Uh, of course, the United States, the EU, we're all sending lots of uh, anti-tank weapons, anti-aircraft weapons. Uh, we're working on uh, getting a... Um, a uh, a system that uh, of radar that allows targeting planes directly, very closely, and hitting them. Uh, we're working on getting that in there. Uh, Russia is in for the for a fight, and um, at the end, I wonder if Ukraine has enough uh, 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 soldiers if they won't go into Russia. I mean, could that happen? Probably not, but it would be fun to see Putin topple at Ukraine's hands. Uh, Biden is expected to assert some uh, federal control over cryptocurrencies, uh, injecting federal oversight into what is seen as uh, an unregulated economy. Uh, according to reports from Politico and the Associated Press, Biden will issue an executive order this week that directs federal agencies to address Bitcoin and other digital assets. The potential problems they pose, including challenges to national security, threats to the dominance of the dollar, and added difficulty in stopping criminal activity. <clears throat> and of course, a lot of this has to do with Russian sanctions. Uh, officials have raised concerns in recent weeks uh, about Russia's use of cryptocurrency to evade the impact of crushing sanctions in response to their invasion of, of Ukraine. The sanctions have sent the ruble to historic lows and have closed the country's stock market. Uh, however, those familiar with the process said the executive order on cryptocurrency was expected to be issued this week, and it had been in the works for a long uh, before the war. So it really doesn't have anything. Uh, this just happens. He, he, he probably pushed it in response uh, to Russia. It probably stepped, stepped up the, uh, uh, the, the decision of what he's going to do. So we've talked about Skeletor's plan. We're back in the United States now. We've talked about Skeletor's plan. Uh, was it last week that we talked about Skeletor? Uh, Skeletor, AKA, AKA Senator Rick Scott of Florida, wants your tax dollars if you are poor or middle class. Uh, the Institution for Taxation and Economic Policy, Policy released an analysis of Scott's, Rick Scott's tax plan for the Republican Party, what it would mean uh, to the poorest a fifth of Americans would pay 34% of tax increase, while the next fifth of Americans would pay 45% of the tax increase. According to a summary of Scott's proposed entitled uh, proposal entitled "An 11-point plan to rescue America," a little bit of mini true there, don't you think? R America's rescue. <laughs> Every American who currently isn't required to pay federal income taxes would pay some income tax to have skin in the game, even if a small amount. <clears throat> That's what uh, Rick Scott said the, uh, in his plan. The analysis said many of the poor currently have negative federal income tax liability because they receive refundable tax credits 
like the earned income tax credit and the child tax credit, which can result in households receiving a check from the IRS. The only possible interpretation of Senator Scott's proposal is that everyone who has a negative federal income tax liability under current law would instead have to uh, uh, have federal income tax liability of at least $1. Now you think, oh, $1, that's nothing. But the EITC, the child tax credit, would no longer provide households with negative income tax liability. In other words, they wouldn't get a check from the IRS, plus they'd have to pay a dollar. Um, meaning no one would receive money from the IRS after they file tax re- their tax return. Nobody at all. The most significant effects would be felt by the poorest 40% of Americans, and that's according uh, uh, according to ITEP, uh, uh, you know, according to ITEP, uh, ITEP, which is the uh, Institute of Taxation and Economic Policy, more than 35% of Americans um, would pay more in federal income taxes if Skeletor's plan were to be adopted. Uh, moving on. I, I mean, Republicans, well known for stealing from the poor to give to the rich. Uh, They've been doing that for decades. Right now is an especially good time to do things because all eyes are on Ukraine. Right? It's almost like the Friday flaming bag of crap, except it's going on for a few weeks. Now's the time for them to act because everybody's looking at Ukraine. They're not paying attention to what's going on within the the government. Um, Politico reported Monday that McConnell, the Senate minority leader, is forcefully opposing a provision to extend federal school lunch waivers as part of an omnibus government funding package that Congress must pass by midnight Friday to avert a government shutdown. So how much is spent to help feed about 30 million children in a year's time? So it went down during the pandemic, but a regular year is about $14 billion. Now, My math isn't that good, but I think that comes to about one-third of 1% of of the U.S.'s budget or about 2% of the total military budget. How much are children worth? you got to ask that. How much are children worth to keep fed and not have to be able to learn without having to worry about where their next meal is coming from? Some children... That's the only meal they get. They get it from school. They don't get dinner. They don't get breakfast. According to Feeding America, a relief organization that's uh, imploring Congress to extend the school meal waivers, 13 million children across the nation were at risk of facing food insecurity in 2021. And don't forget, the Republicans beat down that child tax credit. They didn't want it out there. So that was helping a little bit. Between that and the school lunch program, children will have nothing. Moving on. Last night, the Supreme Court denied requests from Republicans challenging congressional maps in North Carolina and Pennsylvania that had been approved by state courts. In two rulings, that uh, 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 that was in two rulings that could benefit Democrats in midterm elections. 
The North Carolina congressional map drawn by state judges would likely give Democrats at least one, uh, uh, at least one other seat in Congress next year. The court, uh, over the noted dissents of Justices Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, and Neil Gorsuch, the right-wing sociopaths, turned away an emergency request from Republican legislatures to use a different map that would be more favorable to their party. Uh, For Pennsylvania, the court rejected an emergency request from a group of six Republican voters who wanted to freeze a ruling from the Commonwealth's high court that allowed the maps to take effect and altered the general primary calendar. There were no noted dissents from the two-sentence order uh, for Pennsylvania, The North Carolina case was odd in that the GOP, in its anti-GOP wisdom, wanted to take away some of North Carolina's own rights as a state, running directly contrary to uh, uh, the Republican core, right? States' rights. Again, the GOP could get some respect if they remain consistent, but they are only consistent if their views uh, if their views helps them, but this wasn't helping them. Uh, moving on, Airbnb is allowing money to flow into Ukraine, and they aren't taking their cut. Uh, you can take a place. Uh, you can book. I'm sorry. You can book a place uh, there to send uh, money to Ukraine, but anyone booking a place right now isn't actually going. Thousands of people have recently booked Airbnbs in Ukraine with no intention of traveling there. More than 61,000 nights were booked in Ukraine by guests from around the world, including 34,000 nights booked by those based in the United States. Go USA! The crowdfunding initiative gained popularity on social media this past week. Those participating helped raise a gross booking value of nearly $2 million on Thursday and Friday alone, according to Airbnb. In support of the initiative, Airbnb announced it would temporarily waive host and guest booking fees on listings in Ukraine, which, of course, is a huge advertisement for Airbnb. Uh, The company also said it plans to house 100,000 Ukrainian refugees for free in other countries. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. I truly appreciate you. I really do appreciate you. It's very kind of you to come every day. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.